I'd like to sing this song, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to recite the lyrics. I swear just ain't fair. Trouble, trouble everywhere. Oh, Lord, come on down. Got to spread some love around. I don't know if you remember that. It was released in January of 1970. So clearly, I was born before then. But that was a song by a group called The Street People. The name of the song was Jennifer Tompkins, and it wasn't really a religious or Christian band. So think back that in 1970, someone was singing those lyrics, I swear just ain't fair, trouble, trouble everywhere. Most of us listening right now are probably thinking, geez, I wish I could go back to 1970. Life was easy. Everybody loved everybody. And yet, here are these lyrics. We don't need to wish we went back. We are living and we were born for such a time as this. And with the right perspective, we can get excited about our role in history right now. Stay tuned because in this episode, we're going to get excited about what's going on in our world today. Welcome to episode 16 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. Renee and I are two perfectly imperfect women with a heart to share our faith in life's journeys with you. See, what we've experienced in our journey is the love of God. And we know if you stay tuned, you're going to begin experiencing that as well. And that means more peace, especially in some of these times that do seem like trouble, trouble everywhere. But you know how we start every episode. And if you don't, that probably means you haven't subscribed yet. So please pause your phone or your device right now and hit that subscribe button. But this is how we start. We close our eyes and stay very still for just 20 seconds so that we can connect to the greater power source, our creator. That allows us to open our hearts and our minds and our ears to listen to exactly what God would be saying in this very episode. So go ahead and you know I say if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Here we go, 20 seconds starts right now. our 20 seconds. And I've also shared about how important it is to consider growing that 20 seconds every morning, even when you open your eyes and you're still in bed. Pause, maybe even grab that phone and try to time how long you can sit still and talk to God about directing every step of your day. If you ask, he will do it. But back to, I swear just ain't fair, trouble, trouble everywhere. If you're wondering where God is in all this turmoil and chaos that we're feeling today, you need to stay tuned because 
we know, Teresa, his word tells us. It tells us exactly where he is in all this turmoil, doesn't it? It really does, Renee. And I'm really grateful for today's episode because it will pull faith into the midst of the chaos that is happening. And the Bible clearly states that faith and the love of Jesus can put to rest some of the chaos. So the first scripture really that I'd like to talk about today comes from Proverbs chapter 15, verse three, that says the eyes of the Lord are in every place. So what does that mean? Well, it simply means that God is omnipresent, meaning that he is everywhere in time at the same time. So God plainly states that he's aware of everyone's actions, being in every place, watching both the good and the evil. So God sees, he knows, and we know that our God always has a plan of action to dispel darkness and bring his will to pass, which is always the will for the good and the prosperity of human beings. But Renee, we know that man has free will. And we know that not everyone's will is turned for good and turned toward righteousness and turned for the good of God and the good of humanity. So what are we supposed to do about that? I agree, Teresa. We talked in some of the very beginning episodes about free will because so many, I believe, ask in these times, how can there be a God? How can there be a God when there's all this in the world? And that's exactly what you're speaking to, Teresa. You're speaking to the fact that God had to give us a free will. He had to allow us to choose or love. The definition of it is that it's free. And again, please subscribe and go back to those episodes. But if he did not give us choice, then you, your words, Teresa, is we would be robotic. I remember that episode. We would be like robots. We would not be the amazing, loving human beings that we are. So that's what you're talking about, right, Teresa? That's exactly right. So we have to ask ourselves the question, what do we do in a world that, has, that seems to have gone a little crazy? And you and I, Renee, are really expounding in this podcast to help individuals see that God has the answer and our faith will always bring us into victory. That is so crucial in these last days. You know, when Jesus walked the earth, he said to his disciples, and this will also ring true to us today, that peace I give you, not the peace that the world can bring, but only peace that I can give you. So knowing Christ, walking as a born-again believer, brings us into this position where we say, okay, we see what is going on, but we are going to deploy our faith. We are going to trust in your word, not what we see, but we're going to trust in your word, Father, that you are bringing things to pass according to your will. So, you know, Renee, there's a, a beautiful psalm that we can turn to, Psalm 37. 
And it's a Psalm of King David. And, you know, if anybody knows about King David's life, it was wonderful, but it was fraught with all sorts of evil trying to come against him. He made some wrong choices, but yet the Bible says he had a heart after God's. I I just want to interject there, Teresa, for anyone listening that doesn't know about David. And I didn't, I think in my, again, in my religion versus my relationship with God, my religion didn't, it didn't resonate with me. And and again, that's what we talk to everyone about is once you get this relationship with God, where you tell him that he's going to be the center of your life, revelation just comes and you understand this. But just to understand what Teresa is about to explain, King David actually committed adultery and then attempted to have the husband killed. And in fact, did have the husband killed. So when Teresa says he made some mistakes and yet he's one of the greatest men of God and teachers, lessons that we glean from the Bible through his walk on earth. And what Teresa just reminded us is because he had a heart for God, God knows we're not perfect, but because he had a heart for God and he kept coming back and pleading with God to strengthen him in his weaknesses, to strengthen him where he wasn't strong, he was able to become a very great king and a very great leader. So go ahead, Teresa. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's wonderful information so that when we listen to this Psalm of David, we'll have more of a backdrop to to hear his heart. So, you know, David is writing and he says, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. Wow. So God is saying, don't fret about what you're seeing, you know, that is taking place uh, in the world today. Why? For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Wow. God not only foresees what is about to happen because of his omnipresence, but he also has a plan and he is working this plan together for good. Verse three says, trust in the Lord and do good. Wow. So we are supposed to look to God, look to his word, pray in the Holy Spirit and continue our place to do good, do what we know to do, uh, dwell in the land, feed on his faithfulness. So we feed on God's faithfulness. And Renee, you know, I have heard so many wonderful testimonies of things that are taking place in our world that are coming out of the chaos. So that is Romans eight twenty eight in action. That is God working all things together for the good, for those who love him. So the Bible continues to say in verse four, delight yourself in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he shall bring things to pass. So I myself take a stance every day and say, Lord, I see what is going on in the world. I see that there's a lot of evil taking place. But what are you calling me to do? I don't stick my head in the sand and say, 
oh my gosh, I'm afraid there is nothing I can do. No, no. I see what is going on. I look to the Lord and on a day-to-day basis, he is ordering my steps like he promises to do. And I, in my life, am continuing to do that good that he has called me so that he can be glorified and so his will can come to pass in the earth. Yes, Teresa. And it's like we say, episode after episode, patterns and principles, things that we just need to be constantly doing. And that is reading the word, filling our minds. We talked about brain training, filling our minds with these great words. One of my anchor scriptures, and I never used that term anchor scriptures until Teresa one of my anchor scriptures, Teresa, was First John 4, chapter 4, verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because, and this is my favorite part, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And so often in the beginning, and, and now, right? Again, that meditation of reminding our minds that greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. And just those repetitions over and over remind us when those, you know, we we make the mistake of turning the TV on and, and we see, you know, chaos or turmoil in this beautiful country that was founded on God's grace and love. And I say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Exactly what you're saying, Teresa. We hang on to those things. We get up every morning, we get our feet planted on the ground, and we get our hearts and minds planted on the word. Absolutely. You know, that is so true. And on a day-by-day basis, if we look and see all that is going on, we might say, oh my gosh, it's so big. What can one person, me, do in a situation like this? And I'm reminded of the old adage that says, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. So I focus on, Lord, what is your plan for me today? What would you have me to do so that I can accomplish the mission of continuing to push forth the kingdom of God, right? So the, what, you know, what is the kingdom of God here on earth? Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the word teaches. It, you know, I've got to be honest, when everything that was happening, you know, the election in this country brings its own host of problems. Um, and I think with today's technology, we have so many voices that are ringing into our ears. I found myself at the onset struggling with despair, with a lack of joy, And what I did at that moment was say to myself, wait a minute, your eyes and your ear gate is wide open to the world's opinions and the world's criticisms and tree, it's bringing you down. So I had to shift my gaze. Renee, like we've said in previous episodes, I had to shift my attention over back into the realm of faith, back into what God's word said. And it brought me right back into my place of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
So, so true, Teresa. In John 16, 33, and this, and exactly what you're saying, the reminder that God knows is so comforting. These things, he says, I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. And then listen to this. In the world, this is God telling us, in the world, you will have tribulation. He understands that this planet that he created and gave free will, some would choose good and some would choose the opposite of good. (laughs) In this world, you will have tribulation. But listen to what he says in John, but... Be of good cheer. What you're saying, Teresa, I get up and say, I'm going to be of good cheer. The Lord says, I have overcome the world. These things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So he's telling us to be joyful, to be okay. Not that we're okay with the evil and any anything that befalls anyone, but just for us, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The Bible has a scripture. For me and my circle of influence, we will serve the Lord and we will be of good cheer because we know who wins the Super Bowl. That's exactly correct. There's nothing like setting your sights on victory. What does that mean, setting your sights on victory? That means that we know the king of the universe, the one who created the stars, flung, flung the stars and you know, set the moon and the sun in this beautiful creation in which we see in order. He is the one leading us to victory each and every day. Romans 8.37 says, yet in these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So when we know that we have an almighty coach, if you will, leading this team of believers, what is he leading us to? He's leading us to victory. And um, I love the example in the Old Testament uh, with Shadrach, uh, Ben. uh, Meshach and Abednego. And Abednego, thank you. Those are, those are hard names. Those Can are, you imagine naming your son Meshach? <laughs> right, exactly. So when those young men were thrown into the fiery furnace, they came out not only alive, but they didn't even smell like smoke. And that's what we do here in this time in the earth today is we are supposed to go through the chaos in victory, knowing that he who has called us is faithful to help us to endure to go through. And when we go through, our character is built, we're strengthened, and we can be that living epistle that God calls us in the Bible. So we're a living epistle. What does that mean? It means that we show forth the love of God in this in this dying world, if you will, and we witness to people, we show the love of God, and we show that we are courageous through this time. And that will speak volumes to people. You know, others have said to me, how can you be in such peace? And then I can say, because I know the Prince of Peace. 
Do you know him? Would you like to meet him? It just happened uh, over the weekend. I was visiting with family and the young woman is just, you know, so concerned. She's anxious. And I had a time to share the Lord with her. And when I was done, she said, yes, I would love to invite Jesus into my heart. And now I see that she is looking to God. She's looking to his word. And that's bringing great peace and great comfort. Mm, So fantastic. And even the psalm, and again, the show notes have all these scriptures that you can go back to, click on, print out. But where Teresa was reading about Psalm 37, 1 through 11, 10 and 11 speak to the victory, the end of the Super Bowl. Teresa, read 10 and 11. I'm so glad you circled back to that, Renee. Let's look at Psalm 37, verses 10 and 11. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place but it shall be no more. Verse 11, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Wow. 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 (laughs) I feel an abundance (laughs) of peace right now, Renee. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Teresa. Again, the word has the answers because the word is God. The word was written by God, which is why it brings so much peace. I mean, we, I won't go into it, but so many authors and great authors in the world, the words in this book are like none other. This book has survived everything generation to generation. So we do need to conclude today, but we are going to carry this on about what is our role in these turbulent times. And How can we carry this peace with us out into the world to flip it on its head and win the Super Bowl to have complete victory? Like we said in this episode, God knew. He knew he gave us free will. So he knew not all would choose good. He has a plan. It says in his word, he has a plan to deal with this in the right time in his time. And lastly, he's everywhere. We don't need to fear what Teresa just read in 10 and 11. Right, Teresa? He comes back. I always say like like my husband, Peter, riding on his white horse to swoop us up and save the day. Absolutely. You know, if there is ever a companion scripture to Psalm 37 that we just read, Renee, and I'd love to uh, leave the listeners, uh, in addition to our finale verse, which we'll get to, but I would love to leave them with this companion verse. It's found in Hebrews chapter 10, and it's verse 23, and it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Mm. I'm going to say that again. For he who promised is faithful. You know, I know that Renee and I could keep our listeners here for days. And sometimes she and I will get together and we can go on for days talking about the faithfulness of the Lord in our life. In every situation, he turns it around together for good. So I wanted to really encourage our listeners 
day to meditate on that scripture. He who promised is faithful. Faith, hope, and love. We'll be talking about that next week. And until then, Teresa, what scripture do the well-versed women hang on to? Absolutely. Romans 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Now, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast because we still have a few well-versed woman journals that we want to send you in the mail, like real mail, like not email, like this is a real physical journal and you're going to love it. It's going to help you record just some key words that resonated from every episode. And we also have a Well-Versed Woman Facebook community group. We would love you to join. Just search for it. Our administrator will approve you. I'm sure of it. Until next time. Bye-bye.